Sorry, it. I, it's um, it's Gary V, isn't it? Everything's content. No, the the thing is, everything is content, and everything has to be has to be documented. I, I feel like I want someone. I feel like I need a D Rock. Someone to follow you around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I want a D Rock. I want someone think, who's signing on. I think for the podcast, I feel like I need someone like Jamie. Do you watch um, Joe Rogan? Who's Joe Rogan? So he, he's a, he's like a, probably the biggest podcaster in the world. And, um, no, I'm trying to keep. I'm I'm just staying in one lane at the moment because yeah. you know what it's like. You start to. Deviate, it's a, it's a lot, yeah. yeah. And um, he, he's like his guy. He's he's the back end guy for him. So he deals with like all the research and the things, and he does all the recording, editing, and production. For basically. who? Um, for Joe. Who does? Um, Jamie. That's the oh, okay. Name. So okay. your D Rock would be my Jamie. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I'm learning about D Rock. I don't even know what D Rock looks like. No one knows. I think that's the mystery behind it. So having someone behind the camera who no one really knows, but then they still have a character and a personality yeah. that kind of resonates. Clever. Through. It's really clever. Yeah. Very yeah. clever. I'm gonna get my secret hidden person soon as well. So we need you need it. it. It's I really hard. it's really hard. Yeah. Even yeah. like you know like even I can record this, mm. but then having to upload it, edit it it's all long yeah and then um, I was speaking to one of my friends recently who he works in the creative industry and he was talking about creative fatigue and um, he was saying how creative fatigue is a real thing yeah like you can it, it's, it's fun and games starting all on your own and running the ship all on your own but the reach is a point where you definitely do need help yeah you know what I mean in order to expand and to take things to the next level you always need a team you do having to do everything yourself eventually you're going to be burnt out you're thinking oh gosh like I can't keep up with this anymore like it's, it's too much it's a lot exactly yeah. and even time wise it's just mm. you know it's just hard yeah, yeah no it's, it's ridiculous I, funny enough I feel like the last time we um, kind of met was around the same time last year wasn't it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it um... I have no idea yeah you're not going to want this in the set are you oh, I'm going to put everything in the set Everything goes in the set, it's cool. Is that for the phone? Yeah. Oh, cool. You got all the angles set up, don't you? Not really. I don't really know you. I just make it up as I go. <laughs> I, I, I interviewed Alfie. He wanted me to oh, yeah. therapy him. Yeah. Online, like live. Yeah, that's Which, it. That's like, I, I've never done that before, but clearly, obviously, it's going to have his yeah. say so. So, mm. so that was interesting. Yeah, I've been considering doing something like that, like a live. Um, pod maybe like on Instagram or something like putting up on my Instagram live and then just having a conversation with someone just there and there yeah, yeah. bizarre mm. what phone are you using for that? oh nothing tech uh, uh, Samsung oh okay no no it's cool it's cool we actually even started recording anyway. We, we, we've been yeah, live. Yeah, we've been live and kicking. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep us organic and as... D-Rock. about people like we know them, you know. I know. But that, that's the funny thing about online. Like, when, whenever you've got, like, content out there and someone is consistently watching your stuff, they, they're under the assumption that they know you. Or they kind of do know you because you, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're putting your life out there. So yeah. they, they, they end up knowing most parts of you. Or like, 
Exactly. Is that good? That's cool. Mike? Yeah. So what have you been up to since the last time we, we spoke? What's, what's been Um I finished my book. Amazing. What's the title? Why Love Hurts and Why Self-Love is the Key. Oh, sick. So I've done that. Is that out now? It's out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that yeah. is like getting that out on Amazon. And mm. I have an assistant who like slays in that lane. Yeah. I think sometimes things sound so easy, but they are labor intensive in terms yeah. of, you know, editing and getting everything prepared. There's so much small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The finer details. Yeah. Is, is really good. Yeah. So I was, I was writing up, a, I'm writing an article for um, LinkedIn at the okay. moment about someone. Well, for the actual I'm, organization or you're writing on LinkedIn? Oh no, just LinkedIn okay. for my, my profile. Yeah. But just, just trying to capture like the things that go through my mind. And, mm. and I was try, putting down the things that I've achieved kind of like year on, year out. Yeah. And, and, and I was thinking, oh, 2008 is really significant. Yeah. And then I thought, oh no, I started my book, 2019, published the book. And... A part of me is like, mm. oh, that's significant. Mm. And I have to like catch myself and be like, it's very significant. It's a major move, yeah. It's very it significant because yeah. it's like, it's even when you finish writing it, mm. I like you spoke about creative fatigue. Yeah. I'm so done with it by then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm so done with it. Once that. it's done, it's done, isn't it? Oh, of course, yeah. finally. Yeah. And it's done and it's so not done. Mm. That other process, in, it, it's long. So. But you're happy with it though? I'm pleased it's out there. I'm really pleased it's done. Yeah. I'm pleased that I have like a place of reference I can mm. reference to, like, well, you can see that in my book. Mm. Or even when I did the interview with you, what was interesting about mm. that was it I was articulating the things I was writing about. Oh, okay. You know, and so you now, need to reflect and input that into the book then. Yeah, yeah well, well right on credits it, now, because it is. That's what I'm saying. Well, well what happens is it goes into my mind, you're writing yeah. it, it goes here and then you have a conversation, you realise mm. it's become a part of your vocabulary. Yeah. And now my assistant's chopping it up to make quotes for my Instagram. Mm. So it's like, and she's just doing that randomly herself. I'm yeah. not overseeing that. So I get this surprise when I'm like, oh, wow. oh right. Taken from, I'm yeah. like, what? You're like, did I put that together? Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, like, it, okay. It's so funny because we, we hardly reflect on our work a lot of the time. So we're kind of like spewing out stuff, putting out content. But then when it gets reflected back onto you, you're like, whoa, okay. So I put that together. Like that piece came from me that way. It's like me listening back to some of my podcasts. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm taking bits for myself that I put out there myself, if that makes sense. So I might have said something that resonates with me at a later date. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. It makes more sense now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or do you ever find yourself saying something and think, I know, I know, I know, I know my things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah. slay. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah, slay. Yeah. So, so for me, that's really important, like mm. being able to achieve that. And what next? I'm not, I'm not really too sure. Mm. And I feel slightly embarrassed saying that because, you shouldn't you know, though, because creativity comes at any time. Like the inspiration might hit you, I don't know, tomorrow, the day, next month, next year. You just never know when it's going to hit you. I think, I think, I think we live in a world where mm. you, you're supposed to like, know, like here, I want to be here. Mm. But actually sometimes when people have sort of like, mm challenged me about not having a specific plan mm. when i've articulated what i do there's a there's a plan to it yeah it, there's a there's a loose structure mm. to it and so you know sometimes i listen so i've, I've been listening to jordan peterson mm. and he's talking about you know no plan you never know when you achieve or you never mm. know when you fail and i think for me it's about a process yeah 
And you never know, you know, I'm self-employed, you just never know when that phone's going to ring. Yeah. Never know yeah. what. But at least you're active though. So the, the thing about being like self-employed or like running your own business or being in a creative venture is, is that consistency in your actions. So fair enough, you can be waiting for someone to contact you. But with me, I, I, the, the way I'm setting my goals now is actions instead of having like figures or stats as goals. So I'm not like, okay, by this stage, I want to have this amount of um, subscribers, this amount of money. It's like, no, by this stage, I'm going to get in touch with this person. I'm going to make sure I follow up on this email and, and stick into Beautiful. those time schedules as goals instead Beautiful. of actually having figures and stats. Beautiful. Because figures and stats can lead you into major depression because if it was up to me, figures and stats, I would have had a million subscribers by now. I would be interviewing presidents. Do you see what I mean? So it kind of puts you in a weird position. Yeah, yeah most definitely. And I, I do think... I mean, as someone who doesn't work in the system as such, mm. you know, who's outside of that, who obviously my clients come in and they're mm. in that world. I feel like I've made a little bubble for myself. Yeah. Like Key for Change where, so my terms, I don't have a boss. Like, mm. you know, if I feel like having a two hour lunch break, <laughs> yeah, I do, you, can do so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll suffer for it later on yeah. or maybe not. It just is. That's yeah. one of the gifts of what I've chosen to create for myself. But mm. That whole KPT culture, yeah. key performance targets, mm -hmm. has actually, like, it's making people miserable mm. because everything's becoming commodi co commodified. Yeah. And actually, you know, as you know, like, you, you know, what does it mean if I have 5.2K people watch my... Mm. What does it actually mean? Yeah. You know, because yeah. actually I want to touch lives. Yeah. So I think it's healthy to move away from that model because it's been sort of superimposed on us. Most definitely, yeah. And, and, and never yeah. got questioned. Yeah, and it's becoming the metric of success, which is a bit weird because are you trying to make an impact or are you trying to have a perception out there? Do you see what I mean? So when I have one person message me saying, oh, okay, the podcast you, you released really had an impact on my life, I'm like, right, that's a result. Amen. Do you know what I mean? Whilst you can end up having like a million people viewing your episode, but it might not have an impact on anyone, but a million people viewed it because there was something controversial on it or there was something that went viral or, or something happened that everyone wants to see, but it's not really making a change in anyone's life. So it's like, what is it you're trying to do? Like what part of, what, what side of history are you trying to be on? Are you trying to be on a part of change or are you trying to be on a part of just you and your egotistical idea of what success is with the metrics? So it's just, it's a strange like one. Yeah. So it's like purpose. It's purpose, definitely. Yeah. 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 And I've been, like I said, been listening to a lot of Gary Vee mm. and that purpose, purposeful meaning mm. and caring and being considerate mm. is a real message I'm hearing a businessman promote. Oh yeah, 100%. And I'm 100%. thinking like, that's my field. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching him being like, well, that's my lane. That's yeah. what I do. So it's to some degree giving mm. me permission because I have to kind of deal with a, a, a kind of industry, a profession mm. that's way back. Yeah. That are clearly not like up to time with social mm. media and how things are shifting. Mm. So it's like, it's about that comment, someone mm. inboxing and saying that made a difference yeah, to me. Because you're right, you yeah. know, like if I think about even one of my most popular videos, mm. people are slating me for it. And it's like, yeah, but you yeah. know, it's because it has come up and it was like an ant video. And oh, okay. Deck yeah, yeah. Got... I think I remember seeing that one on your yeah. YouTube page. Yeah. 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 And it's like, was that when you had these um, the drug issues or was it alcohol? Yeah, mm. and that was when I was kind of debating whether to go with popular topics or not. Mm. And what I could see by doing a popular yeah. news item, yeah. that my engagement was very different. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't, like, make... If I couldn't make things resonate with me, mm -hmm. I'd be very wooden on camera. Yeah. And so I kind of given it up. 
Mm. I'm often told like do uh, like Love Island and yeah. and like to sit there and consume it is 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 I watched one episode mm. and it it it's just not what I do with my time. Yeah. I don't I don't consume that and I like to be away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's about lives and I think that yeah. is definitely No, definitely. I think in in the creative world there's there's a tough space that I, I'm even finding myself in. It's like, it's being true to yourself and then trying to be the algorithm to get things out there. Because everyone understands with the algorithm, it's all about what's popular and what's trending at the time. So for instance, right now, if there's a, like for instance, there's a fire, the, the Amazon fire. So if I make a video talking about the Amazon fire and I put that in my title as the first couple of letters, I know there's going to be searches on it and there's going to be views on it. But am I talking on it because I have genuine interest? I have, even though I should, or or, or like I have a, a genuine passion to talk about it or am I doing it because the, the metrics? So I, I get that advice as well from people where they're like, oh, um, something happened today in pop culture. Talk about it, put it in the title and you're going to get tons of views. But then I'm doing it because... Do you know what I mean? Whilst I might have someone super interesting that I want to have on my couch and have a discussion with because I genuinely find that person interesting and I feel like I can learn something from that person and someone can gain value from it. Once someone in my audience can gain value from it. So it's being in that space. But then I think being true to yourself and sticking to your own values, eventually that's where true success mm, will come mm, because mm. you're being honest with yourself and you're staying mm. consistent. As long as you don't give up, eventually it will catch on. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So, it's integrity. 100%. You know, 100%. like... I mean, some of my other videos, I look, I mean, like, I've got a video like, about side chicks and mm. it's popular and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so like not where I am now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, but it, I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, it raises eyebrows mm. and stuff or, oh, I saw that video and it's, it's kind of nice and weird that people remember me for that. But I think yeah. there's so much more that I've done. But ultimately, I don't, I don't, I don't have the numbers because mm. I think I have remained mm. true. Because anytime I'm not inauthentic, I'm inauthentic. Mm. It shows. Yeah. I see it, and you know, my inner circle know it, mm. and I'm just wooden, and you know, so I kind mm. of like, I steer, I, I steer away from it. Yeah. I, I just, I just have to, I just can't. You just can't. Can't yeah. pretend I'm no, not good at it. Yeah. It's not my lane. Yeah. We haven't even introduced you, Keely. So for my audience and listeners out there, who is Keely? Can you just let them know who you are? Because obviously we, we've, we've rambled on and had a little catch-up with us introducing you. So can you let us know who you are? I feel like I want to say exactly what I said to you the first time. <laughs> and so you should, yeah. Which so is, I am a spirit having a human, human experience. experience. Yeah. And yeah. you wanted to go in on me and I was like, oh, wow. This I was like, what, what is wow. that? Like... But I wow. get it now because, I mean, since you actually said that, I've heard it from s- several people. I've heard it from so many people. I think it, I think we're in an enlightenment stage in life at the moment where there's so much, like, seeking of knowledge and understanding. So a lot of people are, are, are resonating with what you said. And at that time, I was like, whoa, what is that? But now I'm hearing it more often. I'm starting to get to grips with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting you say that because sometimes I think to myself, I say things... Mm. And sometimes I think I say them early and then I'm met with a kind of like, mm. what do you mean by that? Yeah. And then later on, people are saying mm. it, it gets more general. And yeah. so I'm, I'm starting yeah. to notice that yeah. about me, actually. Mm. There's things that I was doing before and I move mm. on because I kind of move on to different stuff. And then I think, oh, wow, like mm. maybe I was on like, I don't know. I don't even want to say on trend, mm. but I had foresight, Yeah. you know? And so... 
that is really how I describe myself. Mm. And I think maybe the movement that we might be noticing is also something I'm noticing in my therapy room, mm. which is about people starting to question the system, mm. which makes me think about Alfie and his book about the system. Mm. But I'm talking about like... Well, like governments and... Stats, (laughs) likes, comments. um, Should I take out a new... I need a new car. Should I take it out on finance? Or actually, the money that I had for a deposit, could I just get an old one? Yeah. And not have to then pay for four years for a car that I then have to give them an end deposit to own it. It's called balloon payment or something. Oh, you know, like... I think think what I see it Mm. more, maybe because I see it so intimately... Mm that people are starting to question mm. because you know when people are coming to me yeah. for help they're they're and it's really weird because i don't like talk about the third eye or like mm. you know the system or with my clients but they're actually bringing it to me in terms of like starting to stop and pull back and think about mm you know what they're involved in kind of chasing the dream or achieving the dream mm. and feeling like yeah or do, or, or do you think are your clients coming to you feeling pressured like do they feel like they the system or changes in society in general is is putting them in a place where they need to go and see a psychotherapist like or is there issues that they had internally before that i i think people are um i think with the culture which is mm. starting to promote like getting mm. help more mm. mental health is raising awareness mm. people are going to their doctors mm. to be met with exceptionally long waiting lists mm. uh, and their medication mm. and something inside of them is like nah I know I'm sad mm. but I don't think I need pills Yeah. so it's like a resistance from mm. them to like go that way mm. so that is then resulting in them searching mm. and I mean, you know, I have lots of various clients, various backgrounds, various Is it, classes. What do you specialise in, in particular? So, I think for me, what I specialised in, I think, but it evolves. Mm. It's always a state of transition for me yeah. because something else comes out of what I do. But initially it was about love and intimate relationships mm. and then evolved into narcissistic partners mm which then evolves into narcissistic bosses, narcissistic mother-in-laws, father-in-laws. So narcissism is always something that I'm interested in. Mm. But I'm more interested in the person who gets caught in that trap. Oh, okay. You see, so... So so how they can sort of protect themselves from people. Yeah, well, how they learn to have boundaries, learn how to say no. Um, I saw your video on that. Was that yesterday that you released that on... your most recent video and say no to um, to was it like um, um, was it partners so females learning how to say no to men who weren't really interested in them but were just kind of using them um, I think so, you so, a video recently on something along those lines uh, well I'm, I'm yeah. start now starting to do videos mm. based on people inboxing me oh okay so they're direct like reactions to you know yeah. if someone inboxes me like I'm happy to respond I only my my only request is that you enable me to do so in video. Yeah. No one's gonna. I'm not gonna hail you out and I'm gonna tag you in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just know that between you and I, we'll know that that mm. that video is is for you. I think saying no is a big deal, mm. and I think um, like for me, I 
I mean, I get criticised by men, like, why do you all target women? But if women tend to be the people who've been my clients mm. in the majority over the years, but I believe my content speaks for everybody. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. You know, but has started from my own pain. Mm. And so I kind of find it more like it's more natural for me to mm. holler at the ladies yeah. as such because yeah. it just rolls rolls off my tongue. So I think I think narcissism is 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 very interesting. It's just mm. fascinating. But 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 I'm more, I've like moved on from it. I'm interested in you. Mm. That is the like the hook. Mm. And I'm not. We're not going to sit there session after session talking about your deadbeat partner yeah. who treats you like you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in you and what it means for you to mm. honor yourself, mm. to regard yourself, and to sit with the consequences. Mm. And so. So that's where I'm at at the moment. That's interesting. In regards to um, the the narcissism side, so I've, I've been, I, I was reading, was I reading or was I watching something? I, I don't know. I think I was watching something. I'm, I'm reading so much now. It's just, I don't know what I was Good. reading. I don't know what I was reading or what I was watching, but it was in relations to how um, narcissism is kind of um, harnessed in young children. And it's where, and according to the, the content I was consuming, it was it was to do with, parents overbearing their children and making their children feel more special than they are as if the world revolved around them i don't know if that's something in line with um, the work that you've done so for instance like if if a parent has a son or whatever just constantly reaffirming that child that they are the center of the world and and everything revolves around them and when they do grow up that's how narcissism kind of like evolves i don't know if that's correct or not but that was something that i read along the line well i think for me my knowledge of narcissism came about like um, through working in prisons mm. and majority of the guys I came across were far from mollycoddled yeah. you know so my, my learning is, is really experiential and then I've gone to the books mm. to explore that and um, and then making sense of my own relationship with a narcissistic partner mm. and where that took me so I think for me because I've worked in prisons for so long with mm. high risk offenders so I worked at HOP Wormer Scrubs for mm. 8 years I think, for me, the biggest thing was the actual trauma they've had in their lives, rather oh, okay. than the molly coddled. Yeah. Molly coddled is one route in, mm. you know. So, but but there's also um, that actually cruel and brutal things have happened to me. Mm. I I siphon off my vulnerability, my mm. my caring capacity, any empathy, mm. and what emerges is a cruel, harsh individual yeah. who's highly manipulative and can be controlling yeah. so there's lots of roads in the least to it, yeah yeah not not always the um and what happens is they develop a strong sense of because it's so seductive mm. and it looks like someone who truly believes in themselves mm. but actually when when you have a nose for it it's a godlike complex yeah yeah so God complex. And once you have that, you're in big trouble because everyone else becomes subordinates, don't they? Well, once you have that, you're in big trouble. Well, they don't think it's a problem because yeah. everybody else is the everybody problem. Everybody else is a problem, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's the key. We see it as, perceive it as a problem mm. and, and they don't necessarily because, and if you think about it, like from a survival mechanism of an individual in a traumatic, mm. hostile environment, They've segmented off part of themselves. They've mm. compartmentalized, almost eradicated any sense of sensitivity. Wow. So yeah. the harsh, like, yeah. 
and the capacity to be in their own world mm. is actually fundamental to how they've been able to survive often very difficult well, life circumstances. But, but how, how, do they, how do they come out of that situation? And so let's say you are this individual that you've gone through all of these traumatic situations and now has made you this narcissistic individual. Because like, first of all, they don't realise it. So how do they come to the realisation? Or how would the process be for them to come to the realisation that there is an issue? Well, they don't come to me. Yeah. They don't like people like me. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I see masks. Yeah. I see through masks. Mm. So, and if often with the narcissist, the mask is a very elaborate, well-oiled machine. Mm. So if you're able to see the chink in the armour mm. or throw a statement, mm. for example, when you said that, mm. what did you actually mean? Mm. Or I've noticed you tend to do this, this, this. Yeah. And that has an impact on me. And I'm just wondering why you do that. Why you do that, yeah. So what you're doing there is you're catching them with the fingers in yeah. the cookie jar. But doesn't that, doesn't that make them flip? It's like, whoa, what, what do you mean? What are you, well, what are you attacking me for? It depends. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the type. Mm. So, so for me, if like narcissistic individuals, if they tend to come to therapy, mm. it would usually be for some alternative reason. For example, to save a marriage okay. because potentially they think the marriage is going to be very cost. The divorce is very costly. Oh, so something beneficial to them again. There's yeah. an agenda, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I know when yeah. they're there cause they ain't coming back, Yeah, you know, or they stay for two or three. Yeah. And so it's very interesting couples as well. Mm. So, and, and I have to be very careful about that because I don't want to leave the, if it's a male, if the man's the narcissist, you know, I don't want to leave the woman vulnerable mm. because she's under the spell. Yeah. So, and that is one of the reasons why, because I can see like your questions, mm. is I'm more interested in the client mm. and their process in terms of how they tolerate, justify, mm. ignore, how they cope, because they're the people that come to me. Yeah. The empaths, the sensitive hearts, the care bears, the mm. considerate people, the givers of these worlds. Mm. Those are my clients. Yeah. Because I think I remember the first time we spoke, you did say that they, there's a there's a case for empaths always falling for these type of individuals because yeah, yeah are they, is it because they're looking for someone to care for someone they find troubled or is it something that they fall in line with not knowing that the person is slightly troubled? Well, well, I, I like to think about it like how I think about the world, like mm. opposites. Mm. You know, opposites attract. Paula Abdul did a song called mm. "Opposites Attract" way back <laughs> yeah. in the eighties. And um, it always reminds me mm. of that. Like, so we're we're like bipolar opposites, mm. and actually, from a non like, if you just look at it, it's quite a beautiful thing. Someone's quite harsh, is someone quite nice, and so, yeah, it seems nice on yeah, paper, as they would say. Yeah. From an observer perspective, mm. but we always know the empath will come mm. off like, like, well, usually gets decimated or mm. can question their sanity, and and mm. you know, we also know that people have murdered, you know. So I think there's a new law about emotional abuse being a crime. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, some sons are trying to get their mother freed because mm. she killed their, their father. Wow. Um, so it, it can be a, a massive pull. Mm. And empaths have a desire to help. They see the best in people. Mm. We can justify behaviours because we know their backstory. Yeah. You see, so you, you see how you were sensitive to, or were they, were they modelly coddled by their mothers? Mm. You know, oh, well, he, were, you know, he wasn't loved. Mm. He was locked in a cupboard as a child. That's why he's like that. You see, so empaths have to be very aware of, we have to be aware of our own egos. Yeah. And I think we don't look so at that. So you just diagnosed me as an empath now, because the, the way that I viewed it, which, which I can't understand, because, I mean, whenever I, see, whenever I come across individuals that are troubled, I always try to figure out, like, 
why they troubled not not considering and you, you tend to sometimes forget about the victims of their troubles so you think okay if you solve the person with the with the troubles you, you're solving everything else but not knowing that there's someone else underneath who's probably extremely suffering from that so. but i think it's a beautiful thing you know yeah. i think sometimes you just have a heart for that mm. You know, it's like I had to. I worked with sex offenders when I was mm. in, in in probation, and um, you know, you when you would hear their backstory, mm. it was like mm. it was difficult. And I think the most difficult part for me working with sex offenders was I was disgusted with myself that I could have empathy towards some of the things I was hearing. I had to go to see my private supervisor about that. Oh, wow. My my concern that mm. my empathy could reach that far mm. because I knew the backstory and mm. so like that's when I really knew I had a, a gift that I was unsettled by yeah. Keely was unsettled by it mm. but and I was able to offer that and so I think you know if if you have a heart to care you have a heart to care because mm. this is a video I did I put out I uh, put out yesterday mm. which is to care is not a curse because I all I often hear that from my from my clients or my groups like like I feel like having a good heart is a curse, mm. and I, I'm here to teach you like it's not it's a gift, you just don't know it's a gift because you don't know how to protect it. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm here. How, how does one protect it though? Because I've heard that statement loads of times as well. Oh, I care too much, and it always ends up with me being hurt. Like people always constantly making those statements. So how how do, how does one care but still protect themselves from being hurt? Well, one is boundaries. Mm. You know, so then you have to have like you know this is not acceptable. Mm. And if somebody breaches that, let's say the narcissist, then mm. there's a consequence for that. Yeah. But if you sweep that under the rug, you just allowed mm. someone to take liberties with you. Yeah. So that is really fundamental. But also you have to have a check on your own ego. Because mm. sometimes I've wanted more for people than they've wanted for themselves. Mm. Now this is my agenda here. Yeah. Because yeah. you're all right doing what you're doing. You're all right on crap and keep coming out, in and <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I've got the issue. I'm, I'm gutted when I used to see someone back on the wing. He's mm. like, you're right, Key. How's it going? I'm like, why are you back here? I'm back. I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm animated. Yeah. He's cool. He's going to the gym. He's meeting his mates. Yeah. So what, what's that about me? And so that's our own ego. So we mm. also have to learn about our own hopes and yeah. our fantasies. Because a lot of us have hopes and fantasies about how things should be. Mm. And as long as we're living in hope and fantasies mm. about how things should be, we miss reality. Yeah. And reality is really important. And that's about accepting people as they are. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think my clients, people I've worked with, really struggle because they believe, they see the good in people and they think they can change. Mm -hmm. And so they don't accept them as they are and go on mission campaign, I'm going to change him. And they never declare it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll name it though. <laughs> yeah. I can name it because I've been there. Yeah. So I can name it in terms of myself. Mm -hmm. I've worked on myself. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I have no problem with self-disclosure mm -hmm. with regards to that part of my life because it's historic. And I'm, I'm through it. It's been my greatest, it's been the catalyst for my career. Mm. But you believe if I love them enough, do enough, care enough, mm. kind enough, hold it down enough, mm. be polite enough, read a little bit on YouTube, yeah. or, you know, I'll find a way. Yeah. Sis, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think that acceptance 
acceptance is the loss of hope. Mm. And I think people really struggle with that because they have a fantasy in their mind's eye of how it could be. Mm. Or when they get the little modicums of validation or a really nice day or an afternoon, mm. they cling to that. So yeah, we're back now. He's good. He's good. Yeah. You know? And that's mm. when they tell me things like, you know, when it's good, it's good. Mm. But when it's bad, it's hella bad. <laughs> yeah. You're left with bruises and potentially in the ambulance. Yeah. So what, what, what does that mm. mean? Is that like, what, so what does that mean? What we, so you don't want steady? Mm. Oh no, because steady is boring. Yeah. Steady is consistent mm. and you like excitement. And mm. that is the ego. Yeah. And that, that is what I assist people with pulling out. Mm. If they're prepared to stop banging on about what he's done. Mm. I'm going to turn the mirror on you and we're going to look at you and what you actually get out of that relationship, which is quite like confusing for people mm. because they're so comfortable and articulate. They've watched the videos, the YouTubes, they've bought the books. Mm. And I think, I think they're not, they're like, it's quite a jolt to start looking at, yeah. at, at self because that's what happens for empaths. We are more inclined to rescue and want to save people. Mm. And often that means that we don't have to do us. Yeah. I was speaking to my friend yesterday who was actually on a podcast and he was like, one of the most important things he's learned in recent times is to be selfish. Like, and, and not being selfish as in with like, he's, he's giving, but in terms of like his, his health. So if he's in a bad situation, sometimes he has to draw himself out because he realises that he can't potentially save everyone and he can only do better for others if he's healed within himself and he's achieved within himself then he's able to give more and to do more. So he was like, once, because he, he was, at one point he was always a giver, like time, giver of his energy, giver of his finances. And he found out he was, he was, he was becoming extremely drained by this. Of course. And he was unable to help people. He was unable to provide. He was unable to help himself. Yeah. He was yeah. unable to help himself. And yeah. he was not able to help as many people as he is. He thinks he, he's potentially helping. So taking a step back and helping himself and recovering and, and healing mentally, financially and physically, he's able to do better for the world. So... Yeah, and I guess that's the challenge. I do a video called, like, what is healthy selfishness? Mm. And, you know, like, the opposite of selfish is selfless. Mm. But then I've, I I think my assistant used a hashtag recently, which was, like, self-care is not selfish. Mm. And it, it, it really is, because often, if we think about, for example, a narcissist, and maybe the, the, the example I've given is one mm. who's had a traumatic yeah. childhood, usually the empath has usually had some form of trauma too mm. often not always that has resulted in them mm. giving away to others what they've always needed for themselves, themselves yeah. so they are then that mm. person they never had at the end of the phone to pick mm. up and say this is going on for me they've always desired it they've never had it mm. and so now what they do is they've given it away so abundantly they're often depressed mm. they've put themselves in situations where they're like, oh my God, how come when I, like, no one's here when I yeah, need someone? Like, no. they're like, yeah. perplexed. Yeah. But that was because we got ourselves in a dynamic of, like, givers, as a giver, we need takers. Because mm. <laughs> two givers, I've been in a coffee shop with a giver, and yeah. the two of us are arguing about who's going to pay. <laughs> who's going to pay, yeah. You see what I'm <laughs> That's how I feel like when I go with my Asian boys. <laughs> Wait, Everyone's ooh. like, I'm paying, bro. I'm paying. And I'm just in the background, be like, yo, you don't deal with it. <laughs> cool. It's yeah. war. It's yeah. absolute war. Yeah. So, and you know, uh, you go out with a taker, they don't even stop at the till. Like, they've gone, they've chilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're munching. And you're sitting there on the phone, like, oh, you gonna handle this, bro? Like, it's not even a thing. It's, mm. it's the assumption. Mm. 
And so that's the ego of the givers, mm. which people don't really talk about. Yeah. What do you get from giving? Mm-hmm. What does it do for you? There's a deep personal boost about giving. Oh, you know I mean? absolutely. Cause, yeah, because I know people that whenever, whenever they've done something for someone, they endlessly talk about it. Oh, it's like, do you know what I've done for my man? Do you know what I've done for this person? And so forth. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. You've done it and what? You want the whole world to know you've done it. You might as well make a video about it and put the person's name on it. But it, it's, it's an ego thing. Most definitely. definitely. It's a booster. People think they're doing it. They're being virtuous. They're being good. But at the end of the day, it's for themselves, really. Yeah, and that's ego. And I am, as a psychotherapist, I'm very much aware of my own narcissism. Mm. Like, actually, yeah, it makes mm. me feel great when a client sends mm. me a picture of something that they've achieved mm. because it's gone out of their comfort zone. Mm. And I do ask people, send me pics. I don't post them. Mm. But I love to see it, it boosts my day. Mm. But I am very much aware of that dynamic, mm. you know? And so I have to make sure I keep that in check. Mm. What is that about? I often talk to my clients about the reason why I buy water for them. Mm. What do I get from buying my clients water? Why mm. don't I just, I don't know, use a filter? What, what do you get from that? What do I get? Mm. So I think it it kind of links back to, like my mom always says, I have a black mom, I have a white dad. Mm. I grew up with my, my, my black mother in an estate in Northwest London mm. um, that you always have to go extra hard as a black child. You know, my mum referred to me as a black child. Mm. And so I think coming in, qualifying as a therapist who was brown, mm. the only brown around in like my area, mm. I always felt everything I did with regards to my room and my office, I went over, I went, I went hard mm. because I felt like that inferiority complex yeah, is yeah. I had to over compensate. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm. And do, and is my water a part of that process? Most definitely. Mm. But I'm, I'm woke about it and yeah. I can talk about it. So I, I, I know what the process is. Do I choose to go Costco and still buy water? Mm. Yes, I do because it's a choice. It's conscious mm. when it, when I wasn't conscious of it, it was more disturbing to me, Yeah. but actually my, inferiority complex I use to my advantage mm. you know I realize actually there's a, an actual gift in that mm. you know that that hunger or, or the need to to overdo it because I have offices where I rent out therapy rooms to other therapists yeah so then they offer them to their clients and they love that there's all this extra bits and bobs yeah they're like this <laughs> little sweets where did this idea come from yeah yeah there's like this this woman's going like over the top and Mm. is it my stuff is it my history is it about feeling inadequate Mm. historically in the past most definitely yeah but now it's a special touch do do you still have that complex though so being in the in the uh, therapy realm so as a as a black lady or brown ladies you like to refer to yourself do you you still feel that complex in terms of like your race I think what what it's taught I think when I first sort of qualified and you looked around mm. and you know I was also like where I trained was very middle a middle class establishment yeah Metanoia and Ealing mm. and so it was far more costly than other colleges mm. so it also meant that the people who were there mm. were far more uh, were from affluent parts so like my mentor and like my guardian angel is 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 Esme and you know like She's a prominent woman. Mm. And um, so it exposed me to people who I wouldn't have had any exposure to. Mm. And, and like I would naturally shrink. Because like yeah. before that, I was working at Ikea mm. on like the, the checkout line, mm. telling people to leave their yellow bag behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
or, yeah. or telling them that actually you need to go and pick up your wardrobe, it yeah. won't be delivered to your house. Yeah. You know, and them getting really annoyed, like yeah. they thought they could just pay and walk away, don't work like that. It's yeah. like you, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, so like working like that really was been mm. like, like instrumental. So yeah. it broke me to some degree because I felt inadequate. I felt like I'd snuck in the back door. I had lawyers, executives on the BBC were there. Mm. And, you know, like, I'm like, whoa, how did I get in? And mm. they could write really well. They'd been to Oxford, you know, houses, multiples. Yeah. The imposter syndrome kicking in. Now. Whoa, yeah. big time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there like, how did I get in here? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's like, that's, I mean, my spiritual, my spiritual relationship had been building for many many years yeah. from being in prison so that's when i could i heard the other voice say you're meant to be here and, and i always regard that voice as mm -hmm. like my spiritual like when i'm in situations and keely struggling mm -hmm. that part of me is like you're meant to be here yeah you, you deserve know? this you worked away yeah. indeed and yeah. what i realized is yes um essay wise mm -hmm. they can chop it up and put it on paper mm. but experientially I I was very good at what I did. Yeah. You had a real life experience, didn't you? So most yeah, definitely, yeah. and couldn't write in that academic way because you know the school we went to, we weren't you know taught about as my brethren, my brethren Daniel says, mm. like grammar wasn't yeah, a yeah. part of what we were taught. <laughs> yeah, it was either full stop or comma. You or just comma, decided yeah. which one. <laughs> Today I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, if you don't yeah. want to take a breath, you just continue. Carry on, <laughs> man. You can get it. Work it out. Work it out. Yeah. So um. And that's still something I feel inadequate about. Mm. You know, I always I endeavour to get my work proofread. Mm. I do have an editor. But um, sometimes, you know, I put stuff out, it is what it is. Mm. You know, if I, if I choose to, I can. Do mm. I have to? I don't have to. It's, it's my... Yeah. You know, it's my choice. Uh. So... Yeah, definitely, and, and my inferiority complex can still arise at different 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 times. It it may rear its head again. But do you think that's because of you, though, or is there situations that's putting you into that corner where it kicks in, like, or is it like a mental battle that you're having with yourself? I think it's historical, you know. Mm. So like, I'm I'm mixed. My dad's middle class. I mm. grew up in the state. I have siblings from a different mom. Mm. They like grew up in the suburbs and went mm. private school so i think some of my um like that inferiority complex was fed through that experience yeah. but as an a grown adult now mm. it's my choice well it's uh, some of it's going to be unconscious so you have to be you have to try to catch what what when i'm doing this mm. what is that about mm. what is that about mm. So you have to catch your behaviour because it's unconscious. It's not always like, oh yeah, I know why yeah. I keep going back to Derek who won't commit to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's always a Derek, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I yeah. think Derek's my new dude at the moment who I keep naming, bless him. Yeah. Um, so it's something I have to be very... I think what I've... After, like... I started my practice in 2012. Mm. It's now 2019. I see. What I am really growing into is the gift of my authenticity mm. and i really don't think i'm 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 i, I think if i can truly harness that mm. so like like on my insta stories mm. trying to do more stories about the walk as an entrepreneur mm. having my own business rather than just like the psychology stuff but mm. like the psychology of what it takes yeah so like that's a whole nother story mm. i could talk about like 
I don't I don't use the term mental health how to become your greatest self mm. you know I could talk about that the blocks depression anxiety how that is a sign mm. I believe it's a sign that you're out of sync with your authenticity mm. but a, 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 like a parallel process with that is my journey yeah and that is a whole nother story and my coach Nat Lou is very keen mm. like like how come you've not spoken like where's that story yeah but because of my industry which it talks about minimal self-disclosure. How comes though? Is that to not put your clients off or what is that? Because ideally your, your life story should be like an inspiration to others. And that's why full transparency is, is such a key thing. But I, I could understand why maybe in your industry, there is that weird stigma about like self-disclosure. <sighs> and it's like, it makes me question mm. my, my like, it makes me feel comfortable putting things like maverick on my business card mm. because I think I'm a game changer mm. and I didn't mean to be. Mm. It's not like I signed up and thought, oh, let me challenge this industry. Mm. But at the end of the day, my biggest selling point is like I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a damn great therapist mm. because of my journey. Yeah. It's not book to me. Like mm. I... I, I hear things now and I'm like, oh, I, I never even knew that was a thing. Like, mm. I do that. Like, I was listening to this Gary Vee video the other day talking about you, you've got to learn to accept no's. Mm. Like, I've been accepting no's from a long time. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> I always tell my friends, like, yeah. they're like, how do you ask for stuff when we go out? I'm like, because I'm not scared of no. Mm. If they say What's no. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? They what, say, say no. no. You go about your business, yeah. If you can handle no, ask. Mm. And, it, and it works for me. Mm. So, like... I'm, 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 I am learning that I must slay in my, I slay in my lane. Mm. I need to stay in my lane. And if that means that I'm not affiliated to governing bodies because I feel restricted, mm. because my biggest asset is like, you know, like I know, like if you've been in those dynamics with situation where you love a narcissistic mm. man and, and some, like, I know why you, go, I get it. Mm. I've been there. I understand that process. And the challenge is most people humiliate people for doing it, which is why, yeah. for example, women, we go silent about it. Mm. We're going back, we're linking in. Mm. We're trying to manage it on our own. We yeah. think if we just like, you know, if we tiptoe around it, all oh, we're horny, mm. back on the dick. Yeah. You know? And like, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Mm. And for me, that's really important because that was my journey. Mm. And it was the judgment and the isolation and I get it. Not everybody's got the empathy for it because people love you. Your friends love you. Mm. But that isolation is what makes it a whole lot worse. Yeah. Definitely. And so that's what I'm about, really. I'm about saying to people like leaving toxic relationships is very complex. Mm -hmm. And people seem to resonate with that message. Yeah. No, definitely. I think be, the, the thing about being a maverick nowadays is that as a maverick, you start off as like the outsider, like the, the, the cuckoo person who no one wants to deal with. And then I think if you push through and you're consistent and you reach a point where people start understanding and then you reach a point where people start following you now, it's like, oh, okay, you showed us the way now. Okay, let's all head that way because it worked. Do you know what I mean? Eventually. So I know. being a maverick and standing out is a great way of like really and truly getting your message out there and being your own individual instead of just conforming to whatever it is that people's expectations of you is so yeah but it's like wearing a pair of tight stiletto you know new new high heels new stilettos like mm. you've got to break into that behavior mm. and sometimes it's a bit like you know the ladies we buy shoes and we try it on in the carpet at home mm. because if it hurts too much we take it back okay is that what you guys do 
You have to try it on at home. Well, I don't wear heels. I don't mess around with that. That's yeah. like, I'm a wedge girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need my weight to distribute it on one little pin. <laughs> that's a that's a problem there. <laughs> so so you try. You know, I always think of it as like mm. a pair of shoes. Mm. Like if it hurts too much, try it on in the carpet at home. Mm. You take back the shoe. And new behavior is like that. But like the process to be authentic, mm. which is why so many people are inauthentic, which is why so many people are depressed and anxious. Mm. It's tough. Mm. You experience rejection, isolation. You question yourself. You doubt yourself. Mm. But there's this thing in you that just won't won't let go. Yeah. yeah. And and for me, yeah. that's why spiritual was the way to go because walk by faith, not by sight. It was like oh, I like I like that. Mm. I I could work and and acutely I know that my intention is good. Mm. Whether my ego gets something out of watching people help, whatever. Fundamentally. Like my intention is good, yeah. Because I know the shifts and the changes I've made in my life have had impact on my children, mm. you know, and others and people who come and see me. Like mm. for me to do the work on myself, to push through, to be my authentic self, mm. like it's worth it. Yeah. Even though there's a pinch point, I had a beautiful client today. He was in a beautiful dress. Mm. And she was wearing a beautiful dress last week. And I said to her, where are you going? She says, why are you saying that to me? Mm. You told me that you dress up to come to your office. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. She's quoting the stuff back, which is always mm. really beautiful. And she looked lovely. And you worked for her as well. And yeah. I'm like, it just like humble is so touching. Like there's mm. nothing like it to have, to know that you have that impact. It's, it's priceless. Yeah. Even if I'm broke and I'm struggling to think about how am I going to pay myself this month for mm. all them fear, fear, fear statements. Mm. Just like, we're here. Yeah. We got this far. Walk by faith. Yeah. Like, that's the great antidote. No, definitely. I mean, touch, touching on what you were saying in, in regards to like, um, people, it, the, the, tired, the, the tiredness and the weight upon yourself when you're trying to like, like basically impersonate other people is it does that play a part in the so-called disarray that we tend to see nowadays in social media it tends to feel like everyone is down everyone is out everyone is kind of battling something is that because we're, we're being perpetuated with all of these visions and ideas of other people's like lives and these falsehood of how things are supposed to be and then we're trying to now like impersonate that is that what's causing like the disarray online and is there is there is there reality in that because um i was speaking to one of my friends and he was saying that he doesn't think he, he doesn't believe that the world is in such a bad state as social media would like to or, or the media in general would like to um, um portray it to be <laughs> you know what I mean? it's weird i was talking to alfie about this mm. um and I want to thank you for doing the podcast with him because you did it yeah. with him. I shouted him out and like... That's how links are made. Yeah, Alfie's an yeah. amazing dude, man. Alfie's he's got a big definitely, heart. Definitely got a big heart. Yeah. yeah. He's always willing to share his knowledge. He's just like freely, just like whatever you want, take it, take it. And that's what it's supposed to be though. If you, if you acquire something, a skill, knowledge or have an experience, the next thing to do is to share it and to pass it on. Well, you say mm. it so flippantly, but actually that's not the way people have been commoditizing that yeah and but that's how it's supposed to be though like, yeah I feel well definitely. i i think yeah. that's the trend that's mm. the well i hope it's not a trend mm. but that's what we're seeing coming back yeah because that's about community reciprocity relationships caring for your fellow human mm. and you eat you will benefit from that in unexpected ways 100%. that you could never ever imagine yeah. um so you were asking me about social media mm. and you I as I said to Alfie, you you create your newsfeed, you know. Mm. 
whoever you follow is on your newsfeed because you chose to follow that hashtag or that person. Mm. So if, for example, you clock that actually I feel bad when I pick up my phone and I write about this in my book, Why Love Hurts, audit your phone. Mm. Audit the device. Yeah. Start following you, Chucky Online. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did a podcast with a sister who does a podcast about natural hair. Mm. You, You know, I don't have that issue. I don't have supermodels that I fall mm. so I could feel inadequate about being a size 16. Mm. I don't follow that. Mm. I, because I choose. When I go on the, the train, if they offer me a metro, I say, no, thank you. Mm. I don't want that content in my system. Mm. My dad, bless him, I don't know, I, I tell my kids, they need to take that thing off his phone. He's got a news alert. Was it? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> this man knows everything going down and it's all negative. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you listen to LBC, you listen to it. It's on every 15 minutes, mm. you're getting a dose of that. And that creates your reality, as mm. David Icke talks about. Because I've been listening to him mm. in doses lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you know, if you can control perception, you can control people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the internet. Because on my way down here, I've been listening to three hours of Gary Vee. Mm. And that's going in. You know, I've chosen. I said to my, my younger clients, if I went on your YouTube now, what's going to be on your homepage? Mm. It says a lot about people. It says homepage. a lot about it you. It definitely does, yeah. Because remember, yeah. just now, as my dad sits at home with his smart TV mm. from John Lewis, mm. he's like, how'd you find YouTube again? <laughs> yeah. That ain't sitting down. And he's 70. He ain't yeah. watching one, two, three, four. Yeah. That back in the day. Yeah. He likes playing investigators. He, he liked that one. After that, you want to watch a little bit of Dire Straits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we are creating that. And, and yes, there are challenges for, mm. for, for younger people who are, mm. you know, influential. I, I definitely agree. But there is also a, a very different freedom that we, cho- we can have now mm. in terms of choosing. And yeah. I am recommending Gary Vee to my clients. Mm. And, have, and I'm surprised Cause I'm like I, I didn't think I'd be going down this like alternative route with yeah, them, we, yeah. but what I can see is there's so much of what they're saying, like, um, you know, like parents and how they're trying to force their children to do things so that they can brag to their yeah, friends. Yeah, like I, I see a load of that. Especially in the African community, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Asian community. Asian communities as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I have that pressure in mind because it was like where mm. I grew up, it was acceptable to like not do particularly well. It was acceptable mm. if you had a job at Ikea. I think, you know, to some degree, mm. I think um, people find it quite odd that I would I would leave even like my probation job. Yeah. Like people find like, how would you leave a good government job? Mm. With yeah. a good, good pension. Secure job, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, that security was making me insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, That's when I knew that security was definitely making me insecure. Mm. So I think we choose. Yeah, 100%. We choose. Yeah. Victim we, or victor. We, we do choose as well. But then on, on the other hand as well, a lot of the big tech companies as well play a major part in it. Because one, one of the stats I've been realising a lot recently is that negative... Um, negative news and negative content it, it breeds engagement so for instance if i put out there something wild that someone's done everyone's going to engage with it so facebook and all these other like various like mega 
players in the field they tend to push a lot of that because that brings more engagement and traffic onto their platforms which is dangerous on their hand as well so they should have a sense of responsibility and we should take on ourselves as individuals as well to stand up against that because his, history tells us that negative 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 um content um it, it, it kind of enables them to control our emotions you see what I mean? In the moment that someone's controlling your emotions, they're controlling your decision-making and every move you make, therefore. So they have a responsibility to play in that as well. And as part of us as well, taking our individual responsibility and staying away from that and auditing our social input and output. You know? But ultimately, we're responsible for our own lives. And I think mm. one of the challenges, you know, um, for people mm. is taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah. I stopped taking newspapers a long time ago. But, yeah. but maybe I'm a foresighted person. Mm. But I realised that actually, you know, consuming that was, make it, was making me doubt my dream. Mm. Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to leave my job. So mm. that's the challenge of self-responsibility. Mm. And yeah, neg- come on, bad news sells all the time. If I go on TripAdvisor to look at something, mm. if I see 20, 20 stars, I'm looking for the one with one star. One star, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we catch that in ourselves. If yeah. I can catch that in myself and love, I'm like, why Why you never read the 20 ones that were good? Yeah, why are you reading the one star? Yeah, because you, you, want, you want to know if that one little star overrides all the other 20. It's that weird human element of us wanting to know, oh my gosh, yeah. what was the bad thing that really happened? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I had a video yeah. the other day and I, um, mm. I've been paying to boost it mm. and one of, what person put it was called you know leaving toxic relationships why it's so hard mm. and um a p- person put a, a poo emoji this video mm. is poo mm. and um <gasps> i felt my like knee-jerk response was <gasps> mm. and then i higher self caught me which is like level mm. level that yeah. level level yeah. so i just left it in mm. the morning i came back with a question well, what, what what would your ideas be about it then? Yeah, yeah. And and the the response that came back lacked lacked gravitas, lacked thoughtfulness, lacked. Ex- there's no point. There's no place to go. Mm. So it's like, um, you know, I get it. I mm. do it myself. I am human, but I think that's the beauty of what you're doing. You know, mm. like what I do is that we are provoking thought. Yeah, most definitely. We're provoking thought. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? And that is the challenge with the internet. Mm. So it's very interesting. There's a film called Transcendence with Johnny Depp. Okay. Which looks at them shutting down the internet. Yeah. Because of the amount of power it has. Yeah. Because people are choosing, you yeah. see. So, and recently I was in the gym and it flashed up on the television I was subjected to television because I was in the gym <laughs> and it talked about for the first time in Britain people are um, what, like subscribed to online channels more than they are oh yeah yeah. I mean I spend more time on, on, on the internet than I do watching TV and if I'm watching TV it's just I've got in the background playing music videos on YouTube again <laughs> so it's not like I'm actually watching actual terrestrial television like no. I don't see no point so, yeah. so who's going to pay Ant and Deck Mm. you know at seven o'clock on a saturday night when we're mm. we've, you know we're supposed to be that's what that's what they're used to that's where the money goes for mm. advertising the internet's taking but the, the people are deciding mm. the people are voting with their own their own feet and mm. i think i think that's exciting but if we're all starting to change our perceptions as you said like mm. i said human having a, a spirit having a human experience mm. and now you're hearing that more commonly mm. does that suggest that suggests something mm. where the people are becoming more woke yeah 
was starting to question a little bit yeah. and I, I like the idea of that mm. but I also know the system benefits from us not being so woke mm. so that we can go to the take the tablets mm -hmm. the big companies make their money yeah. and all that comes with the pharmaceutical industry that, that benefits from that and keeps creating more and more illnesses mm. i think that's the that's what i mean that's the dangers of censorship online as well because when they're doing that it's like they're almost saying okay we realize that you guys are doing something here now that's potentially going to affect us so it's like we don't want more of it because it's becoming dangerous and it's hurting our pockets but one of the weird things about the internet but i'm just gonna pause you i'm so mm. keen to say this where if you look at nipsey hustle mm. dr sebi mm. you know Nipsey got me thinking of like got me into mm. like the Dr. Sebi and then listening about how he died mm. when he's talking about natural remedies mm. and then you start to like you know I, I mean I'm not a conspiracy theorist mm. but it's one to muse upon though yeah you know yeah. it's one to seriously yeah. muse upon I, I'm, I'm a big conspiracy theory fan I, I like them like i like engaging I, I love them yeah i like engaging in them but i think a, a lot of the times now that everything is being considered a conspiracy just because when we don't have clear-cut answers and even if we do have clear-cut answers it's like no but potentially there is a bigger power in the background but whenever there's whenever there's individuals who are trying to push something which is for the good that's when i start questioning it do you see what i mean it's like how can um, Dr. Sebi, for instance, how can someone who's trying to push something for the good be then put down or whatever happened to him, happened to him? You see what I mean? That's when I start really questioning. I'm like, gosh, okay, who's really a play here? Like, Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit too convenient, isn't yeah. it? And just like, even just looking at the things that Nipsey Hussle had achieved, what he mm. was doing, and then you think about how he, he was taken out, it's just mm. one to, uh, as a song from the 90s go, Things to make you go, hmm. Mm, yeah. Things to make you go, hmm. Yeah. Maybe you're too young for that. Mm. Clearly you are. You might have to Google it. <laughs> but it's one of those things <laughs> to make you go, hmm. Google is an extension of the human body now. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google it and it's an extension of me. So I, I there you consider go. that as me being part of the community. Yeah. But um, can, can you tell me a bit about the book? So um, why is Love Hard? What, what's the book telling us? And what well, should people look out for? Love hurts. It's like, why love hurts? Yes. Why love hurts? Why love hurts? I wish, like, I wish, like, it, I think it's a really beautiful title mm. because love is such a beautiful thing. And then why love hurts? It's like an oxymoron. Yeah. I think hopefully that's yeah, the word. I'm that's not, the word. Yeah. Not right. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. an oxymoron. And um, and and the passion behind that is because I see it so many, so many times again. And and why mm. people want to give up on love or they mm. kind of like think that it will never come their way mm. because they have a very siloed concept of love mm. one that's been often uh, the fundamentals have been inspired by disney yeah. when we were in fairy our, tales and romance oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. when we were at our most mm. supple stage of development not mm. to seven years mm. and um you know, depending on the trauma, depending on what that individual's been through, depending on how they were raised, how they were loved, birth mm. order, whole manner of events, um, that has a massive consequence mm. for them in their adult relationships. So for me, intimate relationships are a window into who and who you are and how you've come to be who you are and how you conceptualize yourself. Mm. So in that book, I explain why love hurts mm. and that ultimately we have to take responsibility for 
for ourselves and that maybe we even need to question the notion of love yeah because one romantic love is only one form mm. of love you know and there's so many things that you can fall in love with mm. nature you know and i i'm saying that so reluctantly like i'm a hood chick like i never grew up <laughs> thinking let me look at that flower and how loving it is you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. However, as my, you know, my thinking's evolved, I've subscribed mm. to Nat Geo over the years yeah. and marveled at, like, mm. Earth mm. and the universe. And, and I see love in a very a much broader concept, like, what I do as a career is absolute love. Mm. Like, the, I get it back. Like, being at my office and hearing all three rooms occupied, mm. different people having therapy, I feel like, I feel love like mm. that that to me is utter love because it all evolved out of my darkest hour yeah. in terms of like the trauma I went through and the, the, the mayhem so now like I've harnessed that adverse experience for the great of good of others mm. and now I benefit in such an abundant way like mm. I'm, I'm very privileged or when the client sends me a picture of them going outside their comfort zone or the client today in a beautiful frock who is mm. like like there's 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 nothing more like someone today commented like i'm so glad i found you and yeah, i'm following amazing. you on the gram like yeah. like who knew that it would when i took the untrodden path mm. who knew it would get me to this point so i'm getting so cozy in my own lane now mm. that i understand I get it backwards, as yeah. they, Kierkegaard says. Yeah. Life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. Amazing. Amazing. So, so here I am now, like fully, like maturing into my own identity, mm-hmm. and and fully in like just like embracing my uniqueness, and that I will never fit in with my kind of colleagues, counselor colleagues, people, mm. because. I was never meant to because it's that conformity that would have meant I would have been removed from my authenticity and my authenticity is the key. And if it's key for Keely, bruh, lyrics today, (laughs) 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 then one can only assume what is personal is universal. Mm. And that is one of the reasons why I talk about my journey because I've got a handle on it. Mm. A lot of people hasn't, haven't. And if my industry and the power dominant group that mm. sit on panels there sell me, I must be mute. Mm. And then I'm scratching my head because I don't have any clients. And I've got my greatest asset, which is my story, which I have mm. to be mute about. Then you know what? I'd let go of it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll let go of it. To. Yeah, it would be a major injustice if you didn't. Uh, yeah. Come on. I, I'm, mm. I'm happy to let go of it because... Because it's spiritual and it's bigger yeah. than me. Yeah. It's through me, but it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I'm seeing so many different people who wouldn't come to me for help, get help like through Key for Change, through people I know mm. or might make a referral. And I'm, like, and I'm not precious. I'm not like, I must have a client. Like, yeah. You know, like if yeah. that client's not right for me, I'll, I'll put them on to somebody who I think would best fit them. Best fit them. I'm not desperate. Yeah. Even if like even if my bank balance, like, I'm not desperate. Mm. Like I'll eat. I got this far, mm. so I'm not gonna fret about that. But that is 
And that is the key. I think that's one of the secrets to Amazing. life. And I definitely think people should check out the book. I'm going to check out myself as well, most definitely. I hope so. But I also believe that, I mean, you being you and you being unique in who you are and what your story is um, resonates with certain individuals who need to see someone like you. So you're always going to be like in abundance in terms of clientele. But obviously you just have to get out there and... and, and let those people see you and find you because there's people that probably feel more comfortable approaching you or speaking to you about certain subjects than it would someone else that they don't really resonate with. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I was interviewed this week. So I'm a member of the Black and Asian Therapist Network, Mm -hmm. um, Barton, and Eugene Ellis, who's the founder, Mm -hmm. recommended that Therapy Today call me with regards to black clients because Mm -hmm. they're doing an article about black people going to therapy and that Mm -hmm. we don't. And I, I thought I was, I was privileged for the opportunity mm. and I was able to talk about, well, actually, you know, therapy is generally regarded as a middle class pursuit. Yeah. And a lot of my black clients are middle class. Mm. You know, so like I, that this whole th- myth that black people are just black people mm. as if there's no, yeah. like, as if there's not Waitrose shoppers and Audi shoppers. Yeah. Or we could go Audi or Waitrose mm. and like as if there's no We're class boxed in. Yeah. as one. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like having those talks to like educate to make people aware that, and actually, it's not just middle class people because mm. I think with my diversity in terms of like coming from the ends, mm. and then now I live in the suburbs, and that you know, navigating those worlds mm. with a black parent or a white parent class issues, mm-hmm. I think I'm really privileged that I seem to resonate with lots of different people. Which is hard for my coaches who are always mm. like, who's your target market? Who's your target market? Yeah. Uh, boy, I don't, I don't really like... I, if I look at my book, I'll be like, well... Yeah. It's very, What do you expect you to say, though? Like... <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be, you know, affluent, disposable mm. incomes. Mm. And actually, that's not necessarily true because mm. people come and, and want to put things on credit cards or, or yeah. find that, like, you yeah. know, like... Or I respect like people who reach out to me who are like you know this is this is what I can afford, mm-hmm. like would you be able to help me like I have the because that's the sort of thing I I would have done mm-hmm. when I just started out and I needed I needed that because I didn't have access to professionals or mm-hmm. like so I have a great regard for that and and with the way my brain creatively works we'll always find a way we'll 100%. find a way. Yeah, you definitely yeah, we'll, will do. We'll find um, so before we wrap up today, I've got a few questions for you. And this is obviously in terms of like helping my viewers and listeners out there. So what are some of the practical things like we can do as individuals to um, self-empower? So like to empower ourselves. Audit your phone. Yeah. I've heard, do you know, that, that's actually a great one because this ain't the first time I've heard it. Because I know that now phones are a major part of what we are and what we do as a society. Bro, it's we don't with, go nowhere without with, our phone. It's with us 24-7, in the shower, in the loo, wherever we go, we're with everywhere. our phones. Everywhere. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. When it's not charged, we come in with like mm. looking for sockets. Yeah. Coffee shops have now, you've just got the USB ports. Like, mm-hmm. audit your phone. Yeah, audit you your know? phone. Definitely. Audit your phone, it's no joke. Like, if mm. Bob was dark to you Mm. and treated you like rubbish and you still want him back Mm. block it Mm. you're not blocking bob from you you are blocking you from bob Mm. like block feature works for self-care too yeah as well so rinse out the block feature yeah rinse out the block (laughs) feature let him see a silhouette (laughs) leave whatsapp groups is is another one you Mm -hmm. know whatsapp the two blue ticks 
I mean, even I mean, even just like I could di- I could dissect so much of it mm. from like WhatsApp and like even WhatsApp groups online, offline. Like it does people's heads in. Mm. It really does. And actually, as annoying as it is, we are res- we have to take responsibility for our well being. Yeah. We have to question that yeah. because when I just let my phone just be as it was and like or or felt inadequate because people were like, oh no, you shouldn't be press block you should be able to cope and so i'd be like oh well, well that mm. makes me feel inadequate yeah. so i'll leave it open when i did that i'd feel i'd look i'd feel anxious mm. when that phone when that name flash up on my phone mm. sweat fills me brow they're traumatic they're weird things aren't they yeah i mean the moment you send a message to someone you're always there engaging and waiting for that message to come through and until you get that message you're not filled with like the euphoria of yes like i've got it now what's, Do you know what what I mean? yeah. what, what's happened or, or, or they're online, why haven't they responded? Mm. Like, these are just small examples. So mm. I would definitely say um, auditing our phones auditing is, our is phones. really... Yeah. yeah. And firstly, the first thing I talk about this in my workshop, so I have a workshop called Feel Loved, mm-hmm. is look at the last 10 people in your phone and think about which one of those, if any, make you feel depressed or anxious. This is the last 10 people you communicated with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or check your WhatsApp or whatever, but check 10 somewhere on your mm. device. And do they make you feel mm. depressed or anxious? Then another part of the, the, the workshop is that we do a body exercise because the body keeps the score. Body's a truth teller, mm. which is when you see that name on your phone, where does it impact you on your body? Mm. If it's hitting you in your heart. <laughs> your heart? Do yeah. you get sweat beads? Do your palms go mm. funny? Or do you take a breath? You're not sure what to do? Like, mm. get clear with yourself. So... You know, this is all self-awareness. Mm-hmm. This is about becoming self-aware rather than just being, uh, 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 like, just just reacting. Yeah. Because the more we can slow down, question, that stimulus gap mm. is where you can create the self-awareness. Sure. You know, so you don't just do the knee-jerk. Because mm. it's the knee-jerk, the rope behaviours that often keep us in vicious cycles. Yeah. Yeah, so blocker, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I told you, yeah? I've got a couple of blockings to do, then. not I? Everybody's getting blocked after this. Yeah. But yeah, no, Keith, I really appreciate that. It's been it's been amazing to catch up again. I know last time we caught up, it was around carnival season as well. Oh, so I remember what? I was speaking oh, to your daughter after about carnival. carnival. It was just after carnival, yes, yeah, yeah. She was, she was, she was, she was waved. Yeah, yeah, your daughter was waved yeah, 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 last time, yeah. Sleeping. She was just sitting there quietly, like, uh, we're like, like okay, an angel. how was carnival? <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah, right. It was yeah, just then, yeah, you learned this year. Most def. I've got. I'm going with my bridge and Danielle. We went to school together, part oh, lane in Wembley. Um, and she's got me to buy a bag, a drink thing, and a t-shirt. So I've never done that before. Yeah. So you're going with a full shebang. I'm going behind a van, like a, no a, a truck. You're on the float. There's a truck on the road. No Ooh. way. <laughs> you gotta do these lit. things. You gotta do yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you going? I'm not going. No, no. I'm, I'm boring like that, man. I got, I got work to do. But edit. I've got editing to do. I've got people to contact. I've got stuff to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it now. I'm actually enjoying it. Now. I've been saying so many people like they. It, when I initially started the process, it was like anxiety. It was like fear of being out there. But when I started speaking to people, I was like, there's so much wealth of knowledge out there. And prior to that, I actually enjoyed consuming good content. But now I'm actually speaking to people and they're delivering it to me directly and I'm able to share with others. I'm like, yeah, this is like great stuff. I'm really enjoying the process of learning. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I really yeah. enjoy it. I don't really see it as a chore anymore. Like, I'm excited for it. So. Yeah, and I think the beauty of it is if you've got an interest in something, you mm. can just reach out to someone and be like, oh, let me interview them. Yeah, definitely. And then I can find yeah. out more. Yeah. 
I think it's very clever. No, definitely. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. So that's what I'm going to be doing for the remainder of my weekend. I might pass through a few little, you know what I mean, a few little motives here and there. And Easy now. You know, the most late night, I might Easy. pass through a few motives, see how it's going. But a few motives. A few Easy. motives. Easy. <laughs> Easy now. Yeah. What, what, what works you got coming up, apart from the book that you can let the people know about? So I have Feel Loved, which is a workshop okay. where we explore the six themes that hurt people in intimate relationships mm. and that workshop shop takes place the 28th of september in See. south kensington i'm gonna get you de- i'm gonna get the details for that and pop it on the, on, on the socials make sure i'm like. gonna leave you with a flyer yeah no definitely because yeah. everywhere i go i'm ready you're ready now yeah. ready 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 <laughs> no worries. um yeah so so that's something i'm starting to formulate which mm. is starting to take the themes that i consistently see again and again in therapy yeah and bringing it into like a workshop mm. Because sometimes clients are like, oh my God, how do you know so much? Like, you know me so well. Mm. And it's actually because I'm experienced. What it is, is I see themes now. Mm. I see patterns and themes. Mm. And so my coach has been really helpful. I have two coaches, Helena, in helping me articulate that, put that into a process. I run a pilot group. Mm. So Feel Loved is is a it's a great place to start if you've had your mayhem in your intimate relationships mm. and you're just baffled as to how can loving someone hurt me this much yeah yeah so um and as ever i see clients now online Mm. um which is happening more so i think i might need to come for a session bless you yeah yeah well cool i mean me and alfie did one live yeah we did it live even on instagram like wherever i don't mind coming through to your office and doing one live as well yeah Yeah. that was really interesting find that was really going on in the madness you know what up here it's such an intimate thing i felt uncomfortable like because i i i'm i'm a very inquisitive person And people used to tell me I was nosy when I was a child, eh? Yeah. You see, they know it's that's, a gift. Uh, nah, that's what you go into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. She's nosy, isn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just very interesting to, to mm. like, I had to, like, make sure we checked in. At one point, we came off camera, which yeah. is cool. And um, we was looking at his food, relationship with food. Mm. And I'd put on one of his posts, like, it's not cognitive, because he's a very cerebral individual. He's very mm. cognitive, very logical. And like, this is emotional. Mm. And that's when sometimes being logical about situations, we can get baffled yeah. to why, why does this yeah. keep happening? Why do I keep screwing myself over? Mm. Um, so I'm just loving like that kind of creativity. And, mm. you know, I'd love to do more talks. Mm. I love speaking to audiences. I did some com- comedy and I realised when I'm in groups, mm. I'm I'm very funny. But but I think that's because I'm I'm so used to working alone that when mm. I go out with my friends, because it's such a treat. Yeah. Because I don't have little office politics or banter. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too sure. But what I would really love to do is to to just to touch bigger audiences because mm. you know when you know that you have a gift and you mm. like I'm I I need like. When it drops, it will it will happen for yeah, me. Definitely. And it's a and like I've like I I've, I've grinded for years. Mm. My last child is eighteen, and and mm. from she was in the womb, I started to read self help books when like my relationship with her dad was at its worst. Mm. And I've actioned, and I think that's the difference with myself is I take action. You take and action. Yeah. To anybody out there, like you read your self help books, they're great, mm. but if you're not taking the action that correlates yeah. with that then you're just getting great knowledge. The key is to take the action and let the sweat go down your back into your crack if need be, because mm. you might remember that. Mm. But that's 
the key is to take the action and I think that's what's made me stand out it's yeah. what's got me where I've got is that it wasn't just self-help books it was like what if I do that then I can take that action that's what got me to do an access course that's what got me to uni that's what mm. got me my job now the business oh. yeah. and I just like what next yeah, who knows yeah. but we want to take that plane and go to the left to the left <laughs> <laughs> no sick no, Keely, I really appreciate that. We're definitely going to catch up again. That was amazing. And I'll definitely, definitely want to do a session with you. Even if I'm going to put it on my podcast, on your platform, both. Like, I, I really want to just... I, I want to delve into my mind. I want to know what's really happening there because I think there's a lot of things going on that's been going on. And You're a sensitive I'm, soul. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm probably trying to decipher what is that's happening inside my head So and what makes me make the decisions I do and maybe have, like, the friendships and the relationships that I do have, so... Yeah. How can you tell straight away that I'm a sensitive soul? What, what? I can feel you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so feelings defy... So my, my, mm. my cognitive description of that mm. might be delayed yeah. because my felt sense is heightened, more heightened than my capacity to articulate yeah. what I feel. So mm. sometimes I have this split process. I was talking to my supervisor, mm. Judy, Judy Harrison, about this. Mm. Sometimes I have a split process going on. My clients are talking to me. I can mm. hear them. But I start to feel them. Mm. And my capacity to feel them is stronger than my capacity to hear them. Yeah. So then I'll just say that, whatever I say to them. Yeah. And they'll be like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then it probably makes sense to them. They're like, okay. Yeah. Well, then they know their mask is down. Because, yeah. because linguistics is also a way to mm. hide. But if I'm not hearing you no more, because my felt senses have taken over, mm. I could feel somebody. Mm. And so then, if depending on, depending on where we're at, where I'm at, you know, I just I just may say mm. because I might become disconnected from you if I listen to you because sometimes I'll hear, I'll mm. hear you but I no longer believe what you're saying because yeah. I could feel you. So you I'll be person, like yeah. some clients, I'll be like, you're sad. Mm. You're telling me all this stuff but I'm not out in the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm feeling is completely different to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I, I trust my feelings mm. and my, like, my thoughts that's been instrumental to that because it was years later, he said to me, you used to say things Mm. And I sometimes he was like I didn't know how you knew but you knew, mm. and I'd be like, look, that Lily yeah. made me mad. <laughs> and it must be scary though, <laughs> they you know being married to a psychotherapist. It's like, are well, you constant? Well, no, 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 I wasn't married to him. Oh, okay. No, that was way before. Yeah. I was way, way, way. Oh, way before twenty. The profession. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, most definitely, I think dating is is a challenge because, and I'm not analyzing people. Oh, okay. I'm not ana- so you, you know, have to let the guard down. Like I had to sort of like cut yourself up from the professional I doubt it oh okay you can't really can you you work yeah, with yeah. humans you can't like go it's not like working with peas in it I come out mm. of the pea factory and then you know even if you worked in a pea factory and someone put peas on your plate you're likely to look at the pea and goes oh there's processed peas yeah yeah that's a garden yeah. pea that yeah <laughs> he's just gonna it's like my dad he's yeah. an electrician his skill set's always there yeah. he goes looking in places he's always looking at wiring mm. so it definitely comes but I think the people who I resonate with the most are people who are um, who are comfortable being vulnerable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because yeah. I'm comfortable being vulnerable yeah. as like... I, I would definitely be comfortable putting myself in... Being open to being vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And I want to see what that experience is like and just delve into my own head and see what's going on. See what I've Yeah, let's make it happen. 
date in the diary. Date Tell in me the diary when. is done. Date in the diary. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for coming down to Mr. Human's podcast. It's been amazing. Yeah. I feel like I'm. It's definitely different from our first conversation. Our first conversation was me getting to know you a bit better, and then, but like I feel I could definitely sense a a element of growth in terms of like this sphere in terms of like the media sphere between ourselves because when you first met me I was just getting into like the process and the hang of like podcasting and I'm, I'm, you've been filming for some while but I think podcasting was fairly new to yourself but yeah it was yeah. it was a trend that one of the guys I followed on YouTube was talking about and I was yeah. just like I can't be dealing with bloody yeah. damn podcasts but then it is that's the way to share nowadays I think like people yeah. people are here listening and people are here watching and viewing and consuming content so you've got the fantastic knowledge so it's a good yeah. idea for you to get out there and be sharing that knowledge with as many people as possible yeah. well you rip the audio you also get video and yeah. if you transcribe it you can also mm. get a written yeah. piece yeah. as well Definitely. so it makes sense it's just as ever mm. the time 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 that's the thing that's time the thing. time time intense yeah. they talk about time I, i've got i've got to head out so you it's been go. an absolute pleasure look guys. at that um, he's running me now <laughs> <laughs> that's to be done keely thank you once again Yay! Whoa. That was amazing. I can't stop.